Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Know Your Company. Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb and Cards Against Humanity know their company better. Last week, we asked our company, what's your favorite kind of bread? Toast. Every Ooh, good one. Everyone said sourdough, but I said crusty Italian bread that you dip in olive oil. Mmm. Toast covers all of these things. Good call. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Children being naughty. Children being bad. Naughty children. <laughs> Get out the ruler or the spatula. The spatula? Ouch. I don't know. Ouch, that one hurts. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this week we're talking about kids that are being tiny assholes. When you have a friend who has a kid and that kid is bad. A bad child. They do exist out there in the world. Jen, were you a bad child? I don't think so. Probably. I feel like you would be a bad child in the way that like Gryffindor children are. Like you'd be jumping off of things that are too tall, climbing trees. I did climb trees. You you clumb a tree? I have climbed a tree. I've climbed many a tree in my never day. Wa- I've never once climbed a tree. Really? I s- would love to still be able to climb a tree, but since I've aged to the ripe year of 19, I've found heights to be pretty scary. Don't tell anyone I said that. Why be in a tree? Because it's so cool. It's a bird's eye view. There's something badass about sitting and calming about sitting in a tree. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I just feel like I'd climb up there and I'd be like, I'm way more likely to break one of my limbs now than yeah, if I were on the Yeah, that's kind of how I feel now, but I do miss the feeling of climbing things. I was. should get a rock wall in this office. That'd be cool. Oh, no, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was an indoor child and I liked to sit. I almost said I liked to read. That's not even true. I just like to be alone in my room. <laughs> This child, the the question's asking about, that's not the case. That's not the case. They, everybody wishes that were the, that was the case. Should I read it? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's do it. My friend's kid is turning into a miniature jerk. I've been friends with his mom and dad for a few years, and I see them every weekend or so. Their son just turned eight. He is impolite, loud, rude, throws things when he doesn't get his way, slams doors. I know he's just a kid, but he's obnoxious in a way that is becoming sort of mean. I've never seen my friends discipline him for anything, and he has no boundaries. They're both loving and involved parents for the most part, but it's honestly just uncomfortable to hang out with them when their son is wreaking havoc and they don't say anything. I feel like I should clue them in about their kid's constantly awful behavior, but I don't know how. Oh, boy. This is tough. This is bad. Sucks to be you, listener. Sucks to be everybody. and I almost said everybody in this situation, but truly, it does suck in a way to be any person. Everybody has their own drama and trouble to work through. That is so true. It sucks to live. Yeah. <laughs> so we really could open every question with, whoa, that sucks. Like, wow, like you got it hard. Sucks okay. to suck. Well, But uh, we're not parents. We're not parents. I have tomato plants and a dog, and those two things do not come close to the responsibility of raising a human being. I have one good cat and one bad cat. So you're a little closer to to this question than I am. You know what? It's funny. When you were reading it just now, I was just thinking to myself, like, bugs. So I have a cat. Bugs. bugs. 
boogers. He was found with booger, just covered in boogers. Just awful idiot, tiny child cat. Found him when he was a pound and a half. I was like, this kitten's perfect. This is a good I remember kitten. the day you got him, remember? Yeah. And he was he, a little cutie. He was a little cutie and he didn't do anything. It turns out that's because he was sick and starving. So then we nursed him back to health, unfortunately. You made him too powerful. He's too powerful. He, the boy grew to become a warrior. And now, oh. and now he's tearing up my apartment. Here's the similarity. Okay. So cats, you know, <laughs> they're different from dogs. True. Dogs, they have, there's a saying, there's no good, there's no bad dogs, there's only bad owners. Have you heard that? I have heard it. I don't know if it's true. I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's necessarily true. Yeah. But I think it's much less true for cats because you can't train them to do dick. (laughs) And it's way less true for children because sometimes, sometimes human beings are just, they just assholes. That's just what they are. Yeah. You sometimes... I, this sounds so fatalistic. Good, in, good insight, Trin. Does that sound so like defeatist for this podcast? Like sometimes you're just a dick and you should give up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes people just have like they're humans. They're much more complicated than dogs and cats. And what I want this asker who it sounds like they don't have kids. That's the vibe I got. Yes, I get I get that vibe as well. I think they would have mentioned something. Yeah, if they did. What I'm what I'm getting the vibe is is that like oh the the parents are doing something awful the parents are doing something awful it for, also from the question it sounds like there's no weird bad stuff happening right we should probably mention that before yeah. we really dive into this like a good disclaimer is that uh, it it sounds to us like they are not picking up any signs of abuse or other bad things that are happening kids act out when something is badly wrong this is very very true. But sometimes kids are just dicks. Sometimes they act out because they have a lot of energy. <laughs> right. And and we're going to move forward with the assumption that this kid is either just kind of a dick, has a lot of energy, or it's like, I mean, he's eight. It's a he, right? He, yes. He, he's sorting himself out. He's a little human. He's a, he's a, he's a, a, a fetal human. No, he's like a larva. He's, he's entering a cocoon soon and he'll emerge a butterfly. There we go. He has not yet formed his exoskeleton. That's the one. Right. He That's needs... the metaphor we're going to go with. Did we talk about on the podcast how gross cocoons are before? Cocoons are awesome. Okay, but like caterpillars, di- they self-digest their entire body and then emerge an entirely different thing. That's fucking amazing. It is, but it's also disgusting. And everybody's like, oh, the caterpillar becomes a butterfly. No, the caterpillar gets eaten by fate and nature. And it's not like it's a transformer. Okay, this is not Optimus Prime. It's butterflies are like, okay, a caterpillar changing into butterflies is like the most metal thing. It is. It is. It just it dissolves itself into goo <laughs> and then like re, re. Wish I could do that. Puts together its molecules into a different being. I know I would like to go back to the character creation screen and re-roll as do well. Do you think caterpillars know what they're doing when this transformation is happening. Do you think they're like, why no. am I doing this every time? And they're I, like, oh, it, oh, it's because I'm, I'm turning into a butterfly. I truly believe that caterpillars don't know what's happening. I think that they're just kind of like, like, oh, I'm going to get ready for this nice nap. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to chill. I'm going to curl up with gotta, a nice book. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like bopping while I'm talking I about this. I can tell. This. It's great. Because it sounds really good to yeah. just wrap myself in a co- cocoon of my own, like, skin. I and do just, it with blankets all the time. Doesn't it sound great? Yeah. And the, but the caterpillar doesn't know. 
Oh, that's so sad. Well, we don't know what the caterpillar doesn't know. I would love to uh, listen. Anybody who knows caterpillar facts, please write in to ask.fm slash do friendship. Do caterpillars know that they're going to dissolve themselves and turn into a butterfly? Are they know? Do they know what's happening, or are they just like, "Holy shit! Why am I? Why is my body eating itself?" Speaking of bodies eating themselves, Jen, and yeah. and being like broken down into molecules and reforming, do you ever think about the Star Trek? Um, uh, what's it? The the beaming. I yeah. rarely think about Star Trek, but you mean beam beam me up. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Like the the transporter. Yeah. Okay. So I think about Star Trek all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think about the transporter a lot because this is what the transporter is, Jen. Okay. The transporter breaks you down into atoms and molecules and then it like just, just turns you into dust and then reforms you in a different place. Are you still the same human being? Oh, my God. Or, did you, or do you just die every time you get into a transporter? Well, don't your skin cells replace themselves every six months? Are you a new human then? So, again, this is something else to think about, Jen. Like, this is some deep philosophical shit. We've uncovered something very deep and interesting here. And completely unrelated to the question that was asked of us on this (laughs) friendshippingpodcast.com today. (laughs) So speaking of being broken down into molecules. How are you going to make this leap? This child's an asshole. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> sure so okay so we covered the the first thing that people need to do when their kids acting out if they're acting different different acting different then they that needs to be looked into so if this kid is suddenly being an asshole which is not what this sounds like agreed i think that that's worth saying to the parents agreed red flags are you are you getting red flags right the red flag is suddenly the kid's been throwing shit at you yeah. You know, and then you say to the parents, like, hey, like, this is not how little Jonifer has been acting. Jonifer. <laughs> this is not how little Jonifer normally acts. Why do you think he's throwing things? Like, uh, figure it out, buddies. Yeah. You know, like, you be the adult this kid needs if yeah. you think something is wrong. Right. And, uh, and and so, but I think, again, I, do, I don't think that's what's happening here. I don't think that's what the, the, the parents are saying. Um, but one thing that you mentioned, Jen, when we were talking about this question beforehand was like allergies and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about how like physical shit can affect people mentally? Yeah. I mean, this isn't a topic I'm, I know a lot about, but the Internet knows a lot about it. So, I mean, what if this kid is in physical pain or has a food allergy or, I don't know, something he... Or he has growing pains. I used to get really bad growing pains in my legs when I was little. And uh, uh, my mom took me to the doctor because she thought, like, why why is she in constant pain? Like, that kind of thing. Like, that's something to keep in mind, too. And what I don't want you to do is go on WebMD and diagnose this child. Don't do that. That is a dangerous thing for anyone to do. This kid has fatal bonitis. <laughs> I don't know. I just want I just want to keep these possibilities open. Oh, I agree. So, Jen, so I actually do know something a little bit about Please that. Please talk about you it. You know how I was born an itchy uh, orb? Oh, you were. You were itchy for a long time. I was itchy most of my life. And uh, I don't think it turned me into an asshole. Other things turned me into an asshole. But I, I was itchy until I was like 23 and decided to stop eating milk and just see what happens. And then I was no longer itchy. And it, it gave me like, uh, I felt like disassociating from my body a little bit because it was always uncomfortable. My brother, also tons of allergies. Listen to what my brother's allergic to. Oh, boy. My brother's allergic to milk, wheat, yeast, refined sugar, fermented things, all of the seasonal allergies, dust, 
cats, dogs, like everything. Oh my gosh. He nearly choked on his own phlegm when he was 14 years old. Okay, so listen. What I'm getting at is that there are a lot of things that can be wrong with kids. Yeah, so... Kids are we, problematic. I think we've probably scared you. <laughs> no, no. Well, so here's the thing, though. Like, he survived. Yeah. You know? Uh, but what I, I think that a big part of why I want to list all these things is that I, I'm so worried that the asker is going to blame the parents and be like, well, they're just shit or something like that. Yeah. You yeah, have, yeah, yeah. You have no idea. Kids can go through awful phases. Trent, that is super important. We need to tell the asker how to proceed with caution here. And here's how. Try and recognize how little you actually know. Right. Like, I think there's intelligence in understanding how ignorant you are. <laughs> That's why I watch Jeopardy every single day. It's because I, I'm like, oh, I'm so small. I don't understand. I don't know anything. I don't know geography. I don't know anything about geography. God, I really wish I had taken geography class. Math? No, that never happened. That never clicked. I need to talk about how Jen watches Jeopardy every single day. It changes every, new episodes every day, Trin. Okay. Except on the weekends. Okay. I don't do anything every single day besides my complicated and expensive skincare routine. <laughs> That's the only thing. And so for for a human being to watch Jeopardy every day, I don't even know what channel it's on. I didn't know that there was a new one happening. Like, Jed, I am. It's so I, I'm afraid that you think I'm making fun of you. No, I think you're lovingly baffled. It's I am confounded and impressed in a way. <laughs> it's like looking into the Grand Canyon. It's like, how did how did nature form this? <laughs> Thank you. I think a Grand Canyon is. The eighth wonder of the world and the ninth wonder of the world is Jeopardy. Is Jen Bain watching Jeopardy every day specifically? I, I want to put a disclaimer on Jeopardy. I fast forward through the part in Jeopardy. I also, this is another thing I do every day. Fast forward the part in Jeopardy where Alex Trebek interviews the players. It is so awkward and he's such a douche. I'm truly there for the trivia. <laughs> and who cares about the players really? Uh, some of us care. Jen, okay, after, this is, we're going to wrap up this Jeopardy section, but what's important, this is important. We need to find a way to get Jen onto Jeopardy. I don't want to be on Jeopardy. We need to get Jen into Jeopardy and make sure she faces off with two huge dumbasses. That would be ideal. I'm talking real dunderheads. I'm I, talking eight-year-olds. <laughs> the eight-year-old from this question and was best friend versus Jen. He, what if he beats me? Oh my God. He's not going to beat you, Jen. Have you met you? Yeah. You're pretty smart. <sighs> I yeah. mean, for someone who watches Jeopardy every day, you'd think I'd be smarter. <laughs> <laughs> You're fair. Okay. <laughs> Shall we, should, we, should we go back to the question? <laughs> Probably. We should, we should turn this back to... Okay, wait. Speaking yes. of things, doing things every day. Yeah. Listen to this. So this guy, this question, this asker says, I see these people like every other weekend or whatever. Yeah. I also don't see anybody every other weekend. I see you all the time because we work together. Right. But like I literally don't see any of my friends that often. This person sees this crappy eight-year-old. That sucks. So much. It's funny you say that because I thought they don't see them that much. So not as much as like a teacher. A teacher or a principal or the poor soul that has to like watch this kid at recess. (laughs) I think that there's so there's something to be said for both. Yeah. So they see them so little that they could not possibly really understand what this kid is like on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And they also see them so much that the parents are essentially saying, if you hang out with us, you have to hang out with the kid, too. That is an excellent point. They come as a unit. And therefore, 
I truly feel that people who are outside of the family situation have very little say in how people parent. However, you do get to have a say in how this kid interacts with you. That I have to. Yes, I agree. You see this kid a lot. And if the kid is throwing things in your direction or at you, you have a right to stay to say, do not do that. Right. This isn't like a six month old. Yeah. This isn't a toddler that literally, you know, doesn't understand object permanence. This is a, a someone who's turning into an adult. I agree. And I think that says two things. I think that says one, you can try and reason with this kid. Yeah. I wonder, have you told the kid to stop? Right. Don't yell at the kid. Yeah. Like disciplining the kid. You should never discipline somebody else's children unless you're the babysitter or something like that. But saying to the kid, like, it hurts me when you throw things at me. It makes me sad when you throw when you slam the door. Sometimes I mean, truly, sometimes kids just need to be spoken to in complete sentences. And it could be that this kid is being treated like a baby rather than a child. Yeah, or like someone, like a child that's going to become an adult sooner than everyone realizes. Right. Eight is, I mean, you're going to be hitting puberty soon. And I mean, that's a whole different set of problems. Yeah, God. So before they reach that age, help them out a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So how does the conversation go? Because I think that, that that we've really hit the, this person has a right to say how the kid interacts with them. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you're going to have a deep, broad conversation with the parents that's like, I think you need to discipline them and their behavior at school is going to concern me. What it means is let's start small. Let's start with the specific interactions that this kid has with you because you see them pretty often. Right. It's not like you saw them, you stopped by one day and the kid threw something had a tantrum and you're like, oh, this kid has a problem. No, kids have tantrums. Yeah. Kids are, kids are, kids are children. I kids are kids. so agree with but that. But you've Jen. noticed a pattern Kind of examine how long this has been going on, too. Like, have you been frustrated for two years? Have you been frustrated for a month? Because that that will determine how you approach this. So they said that they've been friends with the parents for a few years, which I, if the kid has really been an asshole that entire time. And you've noticed the parent time and time again, just like ignoring when the kid throws something. I, I just I find that hard to believe that they would think that that's a problem right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, like I I feel like the most likely scenario and the one we should work with, and I'm really the most workable situation is that the kids recently became an asshole in the last like year or so. Mm-hmm. It's growing pains. It's that sort of thing. They they said that the parents seem like loving and involved. So like, well, let's try and work under that assumption. So what do you say to the parents? You say. Man. Yeah, what <laughs> I know do what, you say? So, like, I know what I would say to my very reasonable and kind friends. Right. You know, like, what, and what I would say is, like, man, it's so hard because I, I have a, a few friends who have children and they're all perfect. Right. I know. It's This is hard because, Trin, we know some amazing kids. Yeah, we really, really do. Yeah. And, like, and I've definitely been around amazing kids being assholes. Yeah. Dude, yes, absolutely. But, and because, I mean, like, I've I've been an, I was an asshole, like, 20 minutes ago. Like, I, you know, like, everybody's an yeah, asshole. Yeah, kind people are assholes all the time. Right. And they have more control over themselves than children. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because it, it's this kind of, like, like, midway point between the parents have control over how the kid acts and the kid has control over how the kid acts so it's like i can't say to the parents like make your kid fucking shape up because like sometimes they just can't yeah 
And I don't think that'll be well received anyway. Right. It's too general of a thing to say. Make your kid behave better. Oh, okay. So you you think I should make my kid, you know, go to bed at eight and only eight every night and eat vegetables and do their homework and all these million other things that I'm already struggling with? Right, right, right. I mean, like the the parent and also parents have problems and situations and and struggles that you'll never understand. Yeah, they're complete people too. Right, 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 right. It's it's not like and I'm not saying that the parent the life of a parent is completely like alien to somebody who doesn't have kids. What I'm saying is like they're a, they're a whole separate human being and they have other problems that you don't have. Um okay, so what I would say to my very reasonable and kind friends would be uh so Dave has been kind of Dave is the kid in the situation. Dave. There's a kid named Dave. Dave. Nobody calls their baby Dave. <laughs> It's one of those. <laughs> and that we let's go to Dave's christening. <laughs> Welcome to the world, Dave. The tw- so he uh, came out a forty-five-year-old man. I've decided that my friend has twins, Dave and Gary. <laughs> and uh, so, okay, like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend it's my friend Carlin. Okay, because who's perfect? Who's perfect? And her child is perfect. So, like yeah. this is so. So the reason why I'm doing this is because like this would never fucking happen. Okay, Carlin. Your twins, Dave and Gary, have been a bit of a handful lately. Well, no, what I would say to Carlin is like, dude, Dave and Gary have been kind of dicks lately, haven't they? And she would be like, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. And I'd be like, why don't you like leave them with your husband and let's go like get some, let's go get drunk. Yeah, I think you need a night off. (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to vent, let's do that. So, so there are two parents in the situation. Yes, that was made clear in the question. So maybe it's time for one you to just go take a break with one of them, and leave leave the kids with the other. Yeah, and then that would be. Do you think that'd be a good time for this conversation to happen? Yes. Or to it'll probably evolve naturally, right? So yeah, because I think that part of the conversation is like I feel like I hang out with your kids too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it's not even necessarily just your kids are, are misbehaved. It's like I have been spending a lot of time hanging out with children when I have not asked to be hanging out with children. That's probably a component. This person didn't say I love the kid. Right. Yeah. Like, like and uh, obviously there are going to be plenty of situations in which friends are like, I actually I love the kid. The kid is my friend, too. Like and I I have that situation. Jen has that situation. Um, but speaking to parents. You can't just make somebody hang out with kids. Kids are it's not like like saying, man, it's it's awkward to like to like mix friend groups. It is. Yeah, and that's what's happening. Right, you're mixing friend groups yeah. except it's an 8-year-old. That's really funny. I mean, I have plenty of friends who do not want to be around children and they would do badly in this situation. They'd be like, and I think they would be like, nah, we can hang out at the bar or something, but I'm not going to meet you at the playground. I mean, I so maybe that's one place to start is I feel like I've been only seeing you with Dave and Gary. <laughs> Do you think that would go well, though? Some people are really understandably defensive of their of their offspring. Well, so I think the asker will know. Yeah, because I do, so I what, I what I want to do is say it is it is safe and OK and not unreasonable to ask to not hang out with kids. But if you know that your friend, one, can't get rid of the kids. Yeah. Or if you know that the the friend will be sad and offended by this. And I, I feel like the asker would know. Yeah, they've been friends for years. They would know how honest they are with this kind of thing. Right. But I but you can say something like, oh, let's take a break from the kids. I think you could use a break. Right. 
Right. That's a nice thing to say to a parent, I think. Yeah. Um, And I know that uh, you're friends with both the parents and maybe you're equally friends with both the parents. Uh, But I imagine they have some kind of babysitter or maybe you have mutual friends who like don't mind babysitting or something like just like take a take time to go to like a freaking museum. And then when you're there with the parents and not the kids and you can say, isn't this nice? Like to just hang out with adults and have a real adult conversation and nobody's eating their boogers. (laughs) Well, only one of us is. (laughs) And only one of us is eating their own boogers. (laughs) So I guess that's a good place to start. Yeah, I think that's something to keep in mind is they might need a break as much as you need a break. Right. You can, and, in, and in that, you can find common ground. Doesn't your kid suck? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't your kid bad as in general? The, you know how we are always saying things like, if you are changing the situation, you have to make the other person aware that the situation is changing. That the policy is changing. The policy so far is everyone's putting up with this bad behavior of the kid being obnoxious. But now you're deciding, I kind of need to turn the gears a little bit, pull the levers, maybe change the situation in the way I can. Right. I mean, and I think that outright admitting that is a really good policy to say, you know what, this has been really nice and I want to do this more often. Uh, I like, I love Dave and Gary and I love (laughs) you. uh, But I feel like I get more quality interaction with my friend who is you when I'm not also with your kids. That's a good place to start. It's like addressing the problem, but not directly, which might be the way to go. You're not saying your kid is badly behaved. You're saying maybe we could find other ways to hang out. Right. Which is acceptable. Because ultimately, like, you can't change how the parents, especially when this person says they are loving, they are involved. Right. So in that case, you're pulling yourself away from the situation, which Trin and I often recommend. Right, 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 right. If the situation is a problem, uh, move away from it. Um, And I mean, you you can... It's not like you can give your friend parenting advice. Right. I know, right? Like, we don't like giving unsolicited advice anyway, let alone parents. There are many articles you can read about why even parents shouldn't give advice to other parents unsolicited. But some, but parents, one thing that I, I think that people keep forgetting is that, one, parents are still humans and kids are also humans. And sometimes parents want to complain about their human children. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need to, parents don't need to be like step for wives, robots, and that they just accept lovingly what's going on with their kid. Right. Kids can suck. Like you're, when you are without Dave and Gary, <laughs> your friends might be like, wow, Dave and Gary have really been crazy lately it's because they're closing in on puberty both dave and gary at the same time mustaches coming in Ugh. i know awful right gary should not have a mu- no one named gary should have a mustache especially like middle name gary <laughs> wayne 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 gary and dave the triplets and they have a little sister named gremlin oh all of it's bad it's just a bad family <laughs> So, okay, let's recap what we've gone over so far. Okay. So one is we're working under the assumption that these are decent parents. They're good people. That they would know if something was wrong with Dave or Gary at school. Right. Um, But we also have decided that ultimately the asker gets to choose how they interact with this child. Yep. And if the kid is, like, hurting them or throwing shit at them, they need to say something. Or screaming mean things. They mentioned the word mean. 
Yeah. And mean can mean bullying. Well, mean can also mean like, like sometimes kids are just stupid. And stupid they mean. Right. They don't know they're being mean. Like, like, like Dave comes up to you, little eight year old Dave, and is like, you look like you're balding. <laughs> you're too young to be balding. Like, like kids will say shit like kids that. Kids don't know why that would be rude. Has have a, has a child ever said anything like unknowingly rude to you before? Um, so my nieces aren't there yet, but man, I can't wait for the day they insult me. I am constantly being berated by children. <laughs> I am constantly insulted by children. Like I remember the first time it happened, I was 12. Oh. And I was at and, and you know I was a gigantic fat child, right? I didn't know that. I was uh so I grew to my full height when I was like 10. So I was like 5'9". I was huge. And I was also big and beefy. Uh <laughs> and and uh <laughs> I was very sensitive about it. And uh I remember I was at a slumber party and my friend had six sisters and one of them was like that's too many. Maybe five or something. They were all so cute, too. Let me tell you something. Sweetest, most adorable family in the whole world. Aww. They were half Korean and half Irish, and the kids looked Korean, except they had red hair and freckles. Oh, my God. The cutest people in the entire world. I was I was college roommates with one of them. Oh, that's cool. Isn't it? But the little sister. Okay, so, we're, so kids have always loved me because I'm an idiot, and that's what <laughs> kids love. So the littlest sister like loved me or whatever. And so she was like sitting in my lap when we're all sitting on the floor. And I remember her hitting like kind of like pat, pat, patting me on my legs and going, you have nice, huge thighs. (laughs) (laughs) I was was 12. So this is a very formative time. I remember one time a kid, I was uh, helping my mom like teach like religious babysitting because I was 14 and confused spiritually. And a kid came up and started petting my arms and saying, you have very soft fur. And (laughs) I mean, that kid just negged you. Yeah, I've been negged by children over and over and over again in my life. So my niece, who is almost three, she'll be three in like next month, uh, she goes to daycare during the day with like a whole sea of grimy children and uh, I walked in like I picked her up from daycare one time and oh my god it was like chaos it was amazing I was like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen oh my god I already have a headache um anyway so they have this policy at like daycare because it's little kids it's like toddlers and that if you know if like the kids are hitting each other or whatever you say walk away please walk away like you get them to like stop interacting with each other because they have like no attention span so they'll just like move on to something else so when my niece doesn't get what she wants (laughs) she says walk away jen wow walk away i love it i know like (laughs) you better walk away if you know what's good for you walk away take a walk (laughs) so i feel we've uncovered two things here so one is that like so if if the kid's being mean and an asshole, it might just be like lack of social training being a kid. Yeah. You know, like the whole like you have very suffer situation. <laughs> like that's just a kid like that kids don't know. Yeah. You know, so that kid wasn't being a bully. No. So you could be negged on accident <laughs> by a child. But the other thing I think we've uncovered is the walk away thing. Jen, that's brilliant. Isn't it? I love it. I love that she, uh, before she's three years old, tells people to leave her alone. One. Great skill. Amazing skill. Yeah. But two, like for this asker, you don't have to interact with the kid. Yeah. You can say, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm going to leave the room. 
you could also just leave the room. You could also ignore the kid. It is not disciplining the kid or like being mean to the kid or or to just say like, oh, you're throwing this at me. I'm going to put this over here now and ignore you. You can ignore the kid. Yeah. God, absolutely. It's like having, I hate being like, it's like having a dog in the room. If the dog keeps humping your leg, just like, you know what? It's not the same. No. (laughs) It's not the same. But I mean, like at the same time, like if that's something that you have, you know, understanding with and like, and you feel like you can um, have a reference there. Yeah. If that's a reference point, it's fine. I agree. You can just be like, um, no, I've, I've pieced out of this situation. Right. So I think we can agree on that, right? That, that it's okay to ignore the kid. Absolutely. Yeah. The kid's bothering you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's also the possibility that this kid, you know, this is this probably isn't the case. But let's explore it for a second. That the kid only misbehaves around you. Oh God. Because kids are weird like this. What if the kid only misbehaves on weekends because they, he has so much energy? You know, Jen, that is not at all far-fetched. Right, because he's not in school or right. he's more unstructured. Or like I, uh, growing up, my cross-country coach had three boys under the age of eight. And they're amazing children. But like one time I, I like stopped by her house. And just the fact that I was there, like a teenage girl was in the house, made them all lose their minds. And uh, they weren't even interacting with me, but they, they like all like got into this conga line and started marching around the house and yelling at the top of their lungs. And I was just like watching. And I, my cross country coach was like, they've never done this before. I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Like just because some, someone was in the house, they like were performative. So that is such a thing. It is, is such a thing. It is absolutely a thing. Um, and I, I think it's less likely thing just because they see the they kids. So much. Lot. There's no, there's less of a theater kid happening here. Right, right. They see, they see the kids so much that you're not a novelty anymore. <laughs> exactly. The kids should be bored by you by now. The kids should just be like, why is this boring grown up in the exactly. house? Exactly. But like, I totally agree with you, Jen. It could very easily be that. Um, but it doesn't. It, <laughs> Even if that is the reason for why they interact with you this way, that doesn't mean that you have to put up with them being mean. But it does mean that you can say to the parents, like, hey, your kid's throwing something. Like, does he do that at school? Like, or or even just I'm afraid if you say, does he do that at school? They're going to be like offended. So yeah, you might be heading into you never know. Like this yeah. person knows their friends way better than we do, obviously. Right. So like we don't know what's heading into offensive judgy territory. But I feel like if we just keep talking and giving them ideas and throwing spaghetti on their wall. Something's going to stick. Something's going to stick and they're going to be like, oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Exa- oh, like that resonates with our situation. Right, right, right. And th- honestly, I think that's what we try to do on the podcast is just the, so many situations could be caused by so many different things. We don't know you personally, you know, but if we keep on saying like, okay, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. You as an intuitive human being, I believe can say like, oh, oh, that, that ticks my radar, you know? Yes. Yeah. We will never get it totally right. <laughs> never. It's not possible. You, you ask us a question honestly on the internet. We do not know anything else about you other than the information you've presented us. We're doing a lot of speculating in this episode, but that's okay because this is a tough one and there's probably no single right answer. I agree. And kids are such a tricky, delicate little issue. They are. Yeah. They really are. Also, they change so quickly. Yes. They change do. rapidly. Ugh. They're little monsters. It's like they it's like they're they get 
put in a transporter like every day. Yeah. They get broken down into molecules <laughs> and rebuilt again like constantly. I hope we helped this person a little. I don't know that we did, Jen. But you know what? I think that regardless, we had a good time. I completely agree. I had a wonderful time talking about this monster triplets with you, Jen. What yeah. were they? Dave, Gary, and... Wayne? Wayne. And their little sister, Gremlin. Yes. <laughs> all, we, we're we having a great time talking about all four of these horrible people. I keep picturing them as adults. Dave is not a child's name. <laughs> That's why it's great. <laughs> What's another one? Six pounds, eight ounces. Welcome to the world, Dave. <laughs> Oh, God, because there was absolutely a time in every David's life when they choose between like Davy, David and Dave. It's a, you know, it's a fork in the road. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, like Catherine's, like Katie's, oh, Kate's, so Catherine's. many possibilities there. Like a very few babies are born to be Pam, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're little Pammy yeah. or Pamela. Pamela. But Pam. Pamela and a ding dong. But Pam is not. Pam is in line at Costco and very angry. <laughs> Pam wants to speak with the manager. Pam has a chin length frosted blonde haircut and is very upset with the length of her bangs. <laughs> Pam has to stop at Home Depot. So if we could hurry this along, please. <laughs> well, this has been friendshiping with Jen and Trent. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. If you'd like to ask us a question, please uh, put it in our ask hole at ask.fm slash do friendship. Um, that link used to look like a phishing scam because I don't know why. It just reset. It, it, but it, this is like the third time it's done it. I wish it would stop. I wish it would stop. But um, if you have questions, please put them in our ask hole and we'll get them. Uh, it's not a scam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, please do. Uh, that is do friendship. Um, like, subscribe, review, et cetera, et cetera. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell, tell your weird cousin. Tell your friend who has got two awful children named Dave and Gary to listen to. Specifically this episode. <laughs> Just <laughs> drop it on their Facebook wall and be like, do you want to listen to specifically this you know what i wonder i'm uh, <laughs> i bet that there are people who like our podcast have asked us questions and can never tell their friends about our podcast because they've asked us questions about their awful friends oh man we've really shot ourselves in the i foot was gonna here. say that sucks for us <laughs> Just, okay tell them not to listen to that one episode tell, tell say them it's say like this is their one week episode don't listen to it right or tell them to start at the beginning of the archive, because by the time they get to Dave and Carrie, they'll, the kid will be like 18. Yeah, that's true. And no one will care yeah, anymore. Yeah, it won't register. But man, wouldn't that be amazing if, in a terrible way, if, if someone was listening to our podcast and goes, oh my God, this question is about me. I know that's happened. So here's, here's something funny, though, that I'd really love to, to make sure our listeners know. About half the time, Jen and I think the questions are about us. We think it's like our friends passively, aggressively telling us that we're doing something wrong. This one was a relief because neither of us have children. So yeah. we're like off the hook. But then again, I have a dog that sometimes misbehaves. This could kind of be about me. It's not about Mavie. Mavie's perfect and beautiful. Eh. Her ears are great. She she does have great ears. She's got a fantastic ears. Anyway, I guess um, thank you for listening. You're welcome for freaking talking today. Do friendship at the problem.